Gentlemen, more memories are made when you're there for live NFL action. And when you need tickets, our friends at Ticketmaster have got you covered as the official marketplace of the NFL. Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. You can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash NFL. The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Ready? Throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM. Today, we have our NFL player projections episode for week five. I'm your host, Chris Raybon, and here to break it down with me, one of the top fantasy rankers in the game, the oddsmaker, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Uh, Had another great week, Uh, up like 20 units on the air now. Uh, I I saw you had another amazing week, too. So how are you doing? Feeling good, man. My only loss was... Uh, I bought out that, of my Chargers Raiders, which was which was smart. Yeah, <laughs> so I had the Raiders at like six, and then I was like, nah. So I just I just bought out. Um, yeah, like it, yeah, it was actually a shit show. On like as we were preparing <laughs> for the uh, the the six pack, I was like, wait a minute, I can't yeah. take the Raiders anymore. So yeah, it was. But, well, uh, yeah. Besides that, to to be fair, I mean that that ended up being like a brutal bad beat. Um, it's actually amazing the Raiders almost covered that. Yeah. Given how Aiden O'Connell played, you know, he got sacked like nine times, had three brutal t- turnovers. Other than that, he looked great, though. Yeah, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, I mean, it was a, it was a wild ride. I, if I had money on that game, I would have been all over the place. Cause like, it's like the Chargers <laughs> yeah. chargering and then the well, Raiders just I trying did. to, yeah. Uh, that, yeah, yeah, that no. was a nightmare, but um, I'm sure he'll bet the next time he gets to start, he'll be a lot better. I promise. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I guess Jimmy's <laughs> in the protocol. Um, so we'll see if he's out of it uh, this week. Uh, they play the Monday night game, I believe it, right? Mm-hmm. No, Sunday night? Oh. Is it? No, yeah, it's uh, a Monday no, night game. Yep, that's Packers, uh, Raiders, Packers, Cowboys, Monday night, so. That's a great yep. game. Yep. So uh, on this show, of course, we will run through our top five at each position. We'll discuss the players we're high and low on, and we will throw out some player props. So, Sean, let's start with quarterback. Who are your top five QBs for week five? Uh, so I got Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Anthony Richardson at QB4, and then Tua. Yep, I got Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, Tua, and then Richardson at QB5. Nice. So <laughs> same same top five. Uh, who are you high on? Uh, I'm high on Anthony Richardson. Um, you know, he has flashed his top five upside already this year. Uh, he's QB4 in points per game despite only playing half of week two. Uh, and a lot of that is his rushing upside. You know, he has a rushing touchdown in all three of his starts now. Um, and th- this matchup's interesting because, you know, it- it's more of a pass funnel matchup against the Titans, which, you know, Anthony Richardson not going to throw for a ton of yards. Uh, but they really haven't faced uh, a-, a quarterback with as much 
rushing upside as Richardson. And, you know, they, they do have a good run defense. Um, I guess Deshaun Watson is the closest player uh, to Anthony Richardson. He posted a top 10 week in, in week three. So um, I, I just love Richardson's upside uh, every week, but especially this week at home against the Titans. So, yeah, he's my uh, QB four to open the week. Yeah, he's uh he's definitely a top five quarterback, I think, this week. Uh I mean, and I I was watching that game pretty close because of course I had the Rams, so I was pretty disgusted yeah. that they let him come all the way back. But yeah. uh I thought that the Colts could have helped out Richardson a little more. There's a couple of drops on, on some passes, so uh I think the passing will improve as the year goes on. Yeah. Uh Downs gets, you know, more comfortable and uh some of those tight ends they started to flash last week. Uh yeah, I'm high on Sam Howell, another young quarterback. Uh, he's my QB 11 to open the week. He's QB 15 in ECR and just going against this Bears defense, man. I mean, what else is there to say? <laughs> Making every quarterback yeah. look like a future Hall of Famer. Russell Wilson had an, uh, a very good game, clean game against the Bears defense last week. So, uh, you know, Howell played well, hung in there against Philly after that brutal outing against Buffalo. So I do think he's going to take some chances, throw the ball down the field. And I, I think there should be a lot of openings uh, against this Bears defense that's, you know, probably the the worst in the league. They're, they've given up the yeah. fourth most points to quarterbacks, but uh, 10 touchdown passes, that's second most, uh, only two interceptions for the Bears defense. So, uh, yeah, uh, Sam Howell for me this week, I, I have him as a top 12 QB. Nice. I, I didn't even realize that he's my QB nine. So I guess I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm super on him too. It's kind of a weird week at quarterback. You know, um, we finally have bye weeks. Uh, and so like Herbert, Geno Smith, Deshaun Watson are out. So yeah, the, the low end QB one uh, range is kind of wide open. Sam Howell's right there for me. Who are you low on? I'm low on Jared Goff. Um, speaking of low end QB ones, he's actually outside of my top 12. So he's my QB 13. Um, QB eight ECR to open the week. Uh, and this isn't a knock on Jarrett Goff at all, but you know, the Lions have just been a very run heavy team so far. They have the second lowest pass rate over expected on the season. Um, and this week they're nine point favorites over the Panthers. So they, they probably just won't need Goff to throw, you know, for over 250 yards to win this game. Uh, plus the Lions defense has been really good. You know, they rank fifth in DVOA. Um, so the makeup of this team is a little bit different than maybe last year. Um, although, you know, he does tend to concede rushing touchdowns in the red zone to David Montgomery, similar to Jamal Williams last year. So um, for a quarterback that doesn't offer much in terms of rushing upside, a, a matchup like this where they're, they're going to be able to win by leaning on the run potentially uh, just has him a bit lower than other quarterbacks. So he's uh, all the way down to, you know, QB 13 for me to open the week. He's actually my QB seventeen, so I'm even oh, I'm even lower. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, it's uh yeah, it's tough when you know you know this Panther team has kind of been a, a run funnel too. You know they're a lot better against the pass than they are against the run. They had that pick six off Kirk Cousins and got him almost knocked. I thought he was going to leave the game. He got like yeah, fucked the hell out of the pitcher on the on the run back. But uh, yeah, not a great week for Goff. Uh, for me, it is. Trevor Lawrence, uh, hmm. I have him QB 12, he's QB 10 to open the week. So not too too low, but uh, I do think this is a tougher matchup for him against the Buffalo Bills. And he just really hasn't shown uh, a ton or, you know, maybe it's the receivers too. You know, I know they're not helping him out, a ton of drops, but 
he's just not putting up big numbers in, in any start. And now you're going to face one of the best defenses in the league that, you know, held the Dolphins down a week after they scored 70. You know, they, they put up, you know, what was it, 20, 21 uh, against the Bills. The Bills are the top team against quarterbacks, allowing the fewest points per game to the position, just three touchdowns, passing the quarterbacks all year, and 777 passing yards. So uh, not a great matchup. We'll see if Zay Jones is healthy, but uh, it just just been a tough go for Lawrence as far as putting up those big numbers, and I don't think anything changes uh, against the Bills in London this week. So if you have, like, an early – Remember to get if you have Lawrence. Remember to get him early because there might be a quarterback on the wire or something. You might not want to uh, start him uh, this week. Uh, okay, you went two and zero on props again last week. I went one and one. Your it's your prop for quarterbacks. Okay. Um, so one of the one of the interesting things I found when projecting QBs this week was uh, Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy's passing yard uh, projection because. You know, it's a tough matchup for each quarterback. They're both facing, you know, their opposing defenses. But it might be a more pass-heavy game script for them because it should be a close game. So right. curious to hear. I haven't projected the same. Um, so who do you think will have more passing yards this week? Dak Prescott or Brock Purdy? Ooh, that's a good one. Let's see. Uh, Dak. I, I got to go Dak. I have Dak. Uh in the 250s, I still have Purdy in the two high 230s. Oh, so, okay. yeah, and it, part of that is I think Dallas is a little more likely to trail uh, in this game. True. So, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll go Dak here. It's, you know, that, I think that defense, San Francisco's defense is both of these defenses are really good. Uh, but overall, I, San Francisco's been, sh- you know, shown that they can rely on the run a bit more. So, yeah, I'll yeah. go Dak. Where do you have them ranked? I have them both outside my top uh, 18. Yeah, Dak 16, Purdy 21. So, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it should be a good game, but yeah. yeah, offensively, not the greatest. Exactly. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As a reminder, the Action Network podcast is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses for new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Who are your top five running backs this week, Sean? Um, so it's Christian McCaffrey, B. John Robinson, Josh Jacobs, Derek Henry, and Tony Pollard. I got McCaffrey, David Montgomery, B. John, nice. <laughs> Jacobs, and Henry. <laughs> so that's why uh, your Jared Goff uh, projection. So I guess so. Yeah, Montgomery's getting all the touchdowns. Touchdown. Yep. 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 <laughs> I mean, this has been a thing now, like you said, for two years. It's Williams was doing the same thing to Goff last year as well. Uh, but who are you high on? Uh, I'm high on Khalil Herbert um, against the Commanders. He's my RB19. ECR has him RB24. Uh, and right when it looked like, you know, Roshan Johnson could potentially leapfrog Herbert, 
Uh, Herbert went off for a 103-yard rushing game. He caught a touchdown. Um, so, and he was my favorite bet on talent in that like RB 30 to 35 ranges here. I do like appreciate Roshan Johnson as a talent. He's a talented rookie running back, but Herbert is talented himself. You know, he led the league in yards per carry over expected per attempt last year. This year he ranks 13th. He, he's a very, very good running back. Um, and typically he's going to, he's going to play the first two series for the bears every game. Then Roshan gets a series and they kind of go at the high end from there. And just Herbert ran away with it. So um, I, I like him to continue this, you know, in the, this week. He probably won't dominate the work the way he did in week four most weeks. Um, but I, I was encouraged to see his uh, receiving usage was up a bit. And Justin Fields has been much more willing to check down to his running backs this year. Uh, he's targeted running backs at the third highest rate this year. So just based on that, um, there's a chance Herbert – could average, you know, two to three catches a game. So um, even though this this could be more of a 50-50 committee going forward, I, I still think Herbert has the upper hand. And I'm viewing him as like a mid-range, a low-end RB2 this week. It's scary, though, because, like, you have to kind of do your offensive schedule adjustments because, the like, the, <laughs> the Broncos' defense and running backs. Like, remember the week before it was like Raheem Mostert went crazy and then yeah. last week it was like <laughs> – it's so hard. Like anyone who plays the Broncos, their stats are going to be so skewed. It's going to be true, so hard to true. project the next. That, that was, that's what I'm saying. We can't we can't expect oh, Herbert to rush for 100 yards every week, uh, no. and I'm not calling for that this week. But just when, when it comes to this rotation, it, it's almost like Herbert is the David Montgomery role right now, and Roshan Johnson is the Khalil Herbert role. Yeah, um, that that's kind of where I'm viewing it. Whereas, I, like to be honest, I have Herbert in a few leagues. Last week, I was afraid. It, it looked like Roshan Johnson was going to leapfrog Herbert. Like, he was trending up. Uh, and then last week, it, you know, Herbert ran away with it. So, yeah, the efficiency will be a bit lower against Commanders this week. Uh, but still, very encouraged with Herbert's usage last week. There's some weird, like, reports last week. was like, oh, Roshan, Roshan Johnson's going to, you know, kind of draw even with Herbert. Didn't happen. And uh, what was the other report? Uh, Ezekiel Elliott was going to have more carries oh, yeah. than Stevenson, oh, and, uh, that didn't happen either. Cam Akers was going to uh, – or they were going to go with a hot hand with Madison and Akers, and Madison was the hot hand. So Madison had a, a good game again. Yeah. I mean, that was a, at least a little less – like, come on. it's Cam. I mean, Cam Akers actually had a pretty decent game, though. Uh, he, looked, he looked good they on his They both had touches. a good game. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Again, yeah, no, Madison looked good. Yeah. Exactly. Their, their run <laughs> defense is super shaky. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Uh, I am high on David Montgomery. Uh, he's my RB2. He's RB12 uh, in ECR. Carolina is allowing the fourth most fantasy points to opposing backfields, the second most rushing touchdowns to opposing backfields, which is big when you look at Montgomery. And, uh, you know, he had he came back off an injury, what, weren't even sure how healthy he was going to be, and had over 30 carries, and now he gets to 10-day rest. So, uh, you know, Jameer Gibbs looks like he's a clear – you know, kind of like passing down kind of second fiddle guy. And Montgomery's going to continue to lead this backfield. But this is a game where I do have Detroit getting uh, more rushing attempts than usual because nine point favorites. So we really haven't seen them uh, that big of favorites this season. So uh, love Montgomery this week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's clear that, you know, they want him to be the workhorse back. When he got injured, you know, he was saying he's week to week, and Dan Campbell's like, no, 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 he's day to day. <laughs> but but it's it's 
good to see everybody complaining about Jameer Gibbs. We were talking about that. Like he he's going to be sort of the pass catching back, maybe get some rush attempts between the twenties, but Montgomery has the more uh, fancy friendly role with these, these goal line carries. And he's probably going to see most of the work on early downs. Like, uh, but it's been even better than expected. I mean, he's a top 10 back with Gibbs healthy, but imagine if Gibbs were to miss any time. I mean, you have him inside your top three, but <laughs> he'd yeah. be like a top five back every week if Gibbs were to miss time. So he he has been by far one of the most valuable picks in the draft this year. And he and he looks better than Gibbs. Like Gibbs, yeah. you know, for all that speed, like Gibbs hasn't like he had a couple of flashes, uh, I think in week one, but like overall Gibbs hasn't looked like a guy where it's like, oh man, we need to get this guy more touches. Montgomery's look like the better back. Yeah. So yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, Montgomery, let's face it, is more talented than Jamal Williams. I mean, Montgomery's still in his prime at 26, very good back. So this is just has not been surprising at all to see him thrive in this offense. All right, who are you low on? Uh, I'm low on James Conner, which is weird because it seems like every week I'm high on him. But uh, he's my RB26 this week. Uh, ECR has him. RB19, you know, they're at home against the Bengals, and it's crazy to think, you know, the cards are only plus three against the Bengals, uh, but that's, you know, how bad the Bengals have been uh, with Joe Burrow attempting to play through this calf injury. Um, so, you know, the, the Cardinals could be a bit more run-heavy than expected. You know, they're like I said, they're only plus three underdogs, and James Conner has been pretty efficient on the ground this year. Uh, the Bengals rank 30th in DVOA against the run, which is crazy because – they ranked inside the top 10 last year. DJ Reader's healthy, so not sure why they're playing so poor. Um, have to imagine it's just a sample size issue. Uh, they gave up big games to Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry, which is pretty forgivable in my opinion. Um, so uh, for me, the main concern with Connor is just his receiving usage. Uh, he's only averaged uh, 41% routes run rate the past three games. And Josh Dobbs, you, you know, he's – he has a ton of rushing upside. He prefers a scramble as opposed to dumping it off to back. So he's targeted running backs at the seventh lowest rate. So just with this usage, you know, Connor's probably only going to see one to two catches a game. Um, so he he's going to be pretty touchdown dependent this week with the team that has the seventh lowest team total this week. So I, I'm just not high on Connor that much this week. So like I said, he's just outside, you know, my, RB2 range. He's more of an RB3 flex for me, whereas ECR has him as like a solid mid-range RB2. Yeah, he seems like a, a DFS tournament play because I mean, the way the Bengals have been playing, I could see them getting behind in this game. <laughs> yeah, so, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, for the as far as the run D, I mean, I, don't, I have to go back and watch some, some all 22, but the only thing I could think of is you know, they lost all those guys in the secondary, especially at safety, and they have like a much younger secondary. So they might just be dropping guys further back, oh. you know, kind of play, playing the pass. Um, I, I, have, I have to go watch more to confirm with, that, but yeah, it just with, seems like that would that would really be Bates. the only issue because personnel wise, other like in the front seven, they're pretty much the yeah. same. So you're just thinking with like Bates and Belgon, they're just yeah, they might just adjusting. be protecting against okay. yeah, soft, uh, softer boxes. I got to yeah. check that though, but that's yeah. that would be my thought. But yeah, 30th in DVOA, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, like 20, so. uh, 26th in the EPA per play, too. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's hasn't been good. Uh, I'm going with James Cook this week. Uh, he's my RB20. He's RB13 in ECR. And this is just because, uh, number one, I have a lot of respect for the Jags' run defense. They've been very good for the better part of the last couple of years. This year, they're fourth best in terms of EPA per play allowed. 
they have the ninth fewest rushing yards allowed to opposing backfields. And Cook, you know, we really haven't seen him fully take over that featured back role. They're still mixing in three guys, Cook, yeah. Harris, and Latavius Murray. And so Cook hasn't gotten more than 17 carries in a game. He's right around uh, 56% of the uh, of the backfield carries. So, you know, it's not quite as high as we want it uh, for Cook. And in a tough matchup, uh, you know, he kind of really bailed his uh, owners out last week with a rushing touchdown. He only had 12 carries for 29 yards. And then he also had a 48-yard reception. So he's definitely yeah. explosive. And he's, he's continuing to get the majority of the passing game work about you know, he's running around about half the dropbacks. But overall, there's just... Uh, you know, with Kamara back and, you know, Saquon potentially playing this week, they're just more backs that you project for more snaps than a James Cook. And this is a tough D. So uh, Cook's my RB 20 and that's seven spots slower. Yeah, it seems like every week there's a mixed bag to take away from James Cook. Like uh, this week, he finally got a goal line carry. Yep. But like you said, like he, he needed that long 48 yard catch to salvage as well. Um, but you know, his routes on rate was like low thirties. Latavius Murray was playing most of the third down. I think the two minute offense. So it's just been a mixed bag, but for whatever reason, we haven't seen him like inherit a true workhorse role. Um, so yeah, he, he's definitely more of a low end RB two and unless something changes. Uh, let's go. Here's a, here. Yeah. Let's go Raheem Mostert. Cause his usage Uh-oh. has been very interesting to me. HN has usurped him. It seems like. Uh, in terms of the rushing, yeah. <laughs> anyway, two weeks in a row, HN has gotten more carries. So <clears throat> I am going to set most, and it, but this is the Giants defense now. So yes. <laughs> uh, they could both have plenty of work. So I'm going to set Mostert's rushing yardage at 48 and a half. Well, I, I wrote down 52 and a half is my guess. Um that's a good line. I think Jeff Wilson's expected to be back this week. Oh, um, so so maybe they get him a couple though? of snaps. Yeah, they're I don't not, know. Like, like if they're up like twenty plus. Um, yeah, oh, they, I, yeah. They could they could they could in, inact, deactivate uh, Brooks, I guess. Although I, I, don't, go, I think he plays special teams. I'm gonna go over, but slightly. Okay. Like you said, okay. it's the Giants. Mostert can just break a long one, and this this one's uh, toast. So I'll, I'll go over, but that's that's a pretty good line. Where the hell? Where do you have Achan? Achan, sorry, ranked this uh-huh. week. He's my RB seven. Uh, is he in your top ten yet? Yeah, RB nine. One spot yeah. behind Etn. Uh, one spot ahead of Kyron. So yep. Cra- crazy how fast he ascended to the top ten. <laughs> but he's well just very good. It's just it's like a, like <laughs> perfect every, fit breaking for a long offense. run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I love what they're doing with all that speed. Uh, yeah. It's going to be really tough for defenses, especially come playoff time when everyone's banged up and there's probably still going to be fast as hell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Receiver top five. Who you got? Uh, so I got Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Puka Nakua, assuming Cooper cups out again this week, uh, Devonte Adams and Stefan Diggs. I got, uh, Jefferson Hill, Chase Diggs, Adams. So pretty standard. Nice. Uh, Nakua is my, I'll, well, I'll talk about him in a second. Do, uh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, who are you high on? Um, I'm high on Hollywood Brown. Um, he's my wide receiver 18. ECR has him wide receiver 27. And, you know, Brown was a solid sleeper pick outside of the top 30 receivers. I know we were talking about him 
quite a bit with, you know, DeAndre Hopkins no longer with the team. He he was going to be the clear number one target. The, the only real concern was just around the quarterback play with Kyler missing potentially, you know, the first half of the season. But Josh Dobbs has been playing solid uh, enough, at least, to, um, you know, supply Brown with, you know, mid-range wide receiver two value. He, he currently ranks wide receiver 18 on the season. The underlying usage certainly backs it up. You know, he's averaging a 96% routes run rate uh, and also seeing a target on 24% of those routes. So he has at least five catches in each of the last three games, has at least a touchdown or 90-plus receiving yards in the last three games. So he just has a nice four-ceiling combo. I, I just view him as a solid wide receiver two right now, and ECR still has him as more of a you know wide receiver three. Yeah, absolutely. He's my wide receiver 17, so I'm right there with nice. you. Uh, and that, you know, last week he was playing through a, a thumb injury or something of that sort. So uh, yeah. the fact that he was continu- still able to produce, uh, and Dobbs looks better than expected, like you said. So yeah. uh totally agree. This is the number one receiver there. Uh, the, the rookie Wilson is looking good too. So oh, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he, might, he might do some things as the year progresses as yeah. well. But Brown is a clear number one. Uh, I am high on Puka Nakua, and I have him wide receiver six, so I guess you're even higher, uh, but he's the wide receiver 10 in ECR. Uh, Philadelphia has allowed the fifth most points to opposing wide receivers, so I don't view this as a super tough matchup here, and I do think, you know, Philadelphia is going to be able to put some points up on this Ram defense, so, uh, you know, the Rams are going to have to probably be in comeback mode and a lot of pass volume once again, and as long as Cup's out, yeah, I think Nakua continues to see the football and he's just I mean he's setting records now like there's 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 just nobody that's been doing what he's been doing through the yeah. first four games of a career he's leading the league in receptions he has 39 receptions for 501 yards uh the one touchdown was a walk-off he's averaging uh 13 targets per game I mean there's nothing not to like here with 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 Nakua he's averaging 9.8 catches he's Jeez. Two tenths of a catch away from ten <laughs> double digit catches a game. Like that is just absurd. So yeah, Puka. And what me. what's up with Cup? I, I, he's returning to practice this week, right? Do do you think they just sit him out? There? I have no idea if he's playing this week. He could play. I mean, I think I think he'll definitely return to practice. I'm sure you know the way they play. The receivers have been playing. They probably don't want to rush it. So yeah, um, I don't have a projected back in yet. Although even if I do, I think. Probably Atwell would be the one to drop. You know, Puka would probably still be a top top ten, top fifteen wide receiver. So, uh, but yeah, that's as as of now. Uh, I think uh, I think he is gonna. They're gonna try to you know practice and see what's see how he looks. Uh, who are you low on? Uh, I'm low on Christian Kirk um, at Buffalo. He he's uh, my wide receiver thirty four right now. Uh, wide receiver twenty four ECR. Um, and he's been on a tear the last three weeks as the wide receiver 13. I kind of alluded to that. Um, as long as Zay Jones is out, you know, Christian Kirk gets a huge boost. Um, it, it allows Kirk to play in two wide receiver sets we saw in week one. And in the preseason, Kirk is off the field in two wide receiver sets. He only plays in three wide sets. That's Zay Jones and Calvin Ridley are in two wide sets. Plus, when Zay Jones is out, um, you know, Kirk's target share gets a huge boost, too. So, I have no idea if Zay Jones is returning this week. So if he does, you know, that right now I'm projecting Zay Jones to return. That's why my Christian Kirk projections a bit lower. Plus, it's a tough matchup against the Bills, who ranked second in DVOA. Although they just lost Tredavious White, which is a big blow. Jordan Poyer 
is questionable after missing last week. So their secondary could take a step back. But either way, this is still a very tough matchup, like you alluded to with Trevor Lawrence. So um, just be careful of Christian Kirk. If you're in leagues that just start two wide receivers, he might be more of a bench this week um, if uh, Zay Jones suits up. So just something to monitor. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I'm actually low on Calvin Ridley. And I, I'm actually – I guess I'm higher than you on Kirk. I have Kirk ranked ahead of Ridley um, because – that's just how they've been producing so far. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ridley, you know, I, he's, he had that really good game to start the year, and we're like, okay, he looks good. And now it's like he hasn't looked as good. And, <laughs> yeah, know, like, it's... the numbers, like, there's nothing there's nothing really to hang your hat on anymore. It's like you kind of just got to project him where he's been playing and his target per route rate, even with Zay Jones missing, you know, the last game and most of the last two uh Ridley's target per route rate is just 18.5 percent that's about five percent lower than Christian Kirk's um you know it's lower than Evan Ingram's uh so you know this is just this is his first year with the team so we don't have you know we have to you know the pro you know using priors to come into the year obviously some of it was based on what he did with Atlanta but now we're four games in you know Ridley's run 146 routes so we have like a decent amount of data now and I'm a little concerned about the target for route rate to have him as a top, yeah. you know, 20 wide receiver. So he's my wide receiver 26 uh, to open the week. And uh, yeah, it's 10 spots below ECR. So, you know, I'm waiting. Uh, he got, he luckily, thankfully got the touchdown against, <laughs> uh, against Atlanta and London, yeah. but overall still a tough matchup for Buffalo. They're just schemed very well, you know, and they missed white for a lot, a uh, good part of last year. And they were still a very good defense. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's uh doesn't look great for for Ridley. Hope uh, hope we can bounce back. But as of now, yeah, I don't I don't see it uh, as a top twenty guy this week. Uh, this is your prop. What you got? Oh my god, I'm gonna have so much fun with this. I, I don't know what line I'm gonna set yet, but we're gonna go with Jamison Williams <laughs> receiving yards oh, against gosh. the Panthers. Uh, the suspension uh, was lowered by one game, so he returns this week. So yep. anybody that took him wide receiver forty five got him a week early. Um, I know we were shitting on him based on his draft position all season, but even once he returned, uh, he's not really a lock to be the number two receiver. So curious to hear where you're projecting him, but, um, man, I'm going to go with his median. He's such a tough player to project. Yep. Um, but over under 24 and a half receiving yards. Ooh, I, so I have his average at 26. So that's an under. Oh, yeah, that's okay. An under. It's, quite, it's a good line, though. Um, One catch. I have him, uh, <laughs> let's see, right. Uh, closer to two. Closer yeah. to two. About, okay. uh, yeah, about 1.9 for 20. No, 1.7 for 26. So, yeah, it's. Uh, Who do you have him uh, replacing? Khalif? Marvin Jones. Oh, oh Jones. well, the, the, yeah. Jones. <laughs> Marvin Jones may, may be a healthy Dude. scratch this week. Yeah, he's barely running routes anyway. Okay, he's been he's been terrible. Like, yes, objectively worse than Jamison Williams could ever be. So agreed. He's got that going for him. Uh, but yeah, so I have I, I have Khalif pretty much running the same, and Jamison uh up at um yeah about forty five percent. Whatever Marvin's been yeah about forty five percent of the routes. Um, so We're similar then, which is still higher than he's ever played in, in his entire professional <laughs> career. So yeah. going out on a limb here, if Jamison Williams actually gets the two catches, I mean that would be that would be yes. for, uh, also be the first time uh, in his career. So. Yep. 
Um, yeah, but you know, he, I don't think he's going to be the number two receiver. Josh Reynolds has been very good in that role, but I do think with as bad as Marvin's playing, he'll at least kind of split that role with Khalif with a yeah. chance to kind of get to the, a similar route run rate as uh, Reynolds, which is around 80%. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely some room for improvement here. It's probably bad, but yeah, this week is just not a great passing week for the uh, lines either so because like the meat like the average 26 the median would be especially for a volatile player like him it's like his ceiling yeah. is, is going to be like way higher and then his floor is going to be almost zero it really is zero uh, right, so yeah right. i'll go i, I think it's going to be a little I, skewed so yeah if anything under. this is a word of caution for people just antsy to get him in your lineup um you wouldn't do it right no, I have him wide receiver like seventy five. Like he's. Not- I, I'm in. I'm in a league where you could potentially start seven receivers, maybe in that league, maybe. I made a joke in our Action Network NFL Slack that yeah, he James Williams. I was gonna couldn't wait to start him in leagues that need nine wide receivers. So you're close. Oh. You're close. <laughs> I'm you almost a couple in a league like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's my wide receiver seventy four. Well, like DFS tournaments, like huge GPPs, maybe. But I, I'm yeah. sure people will be thinking about that anyway. But. He is just a high upside play with a, like you said, a floor of zero. He could easily have zero catches this week. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. More memories are made when you're there for live NFL action. And when you need tickets, our friends at Ticketmaster have got you covered. As the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of all of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets, plus mobile tickets to make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your favorite team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash NFL. Tight ends, who you got? Top five. Um, so I got uh, Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson, Mark Andrews, Evan Ingram, and Sam Laporta. <laughs> nice. I got uh, Kelsey Hawkinson, Andrews, Tyler Higby, uh, and Evan Ingram. Oh, can't complain about Higby there. Uh, yeah. where, where do you have Darren Waller? Six. Okay. Yeah. He's tight end seven, but he's, he's hanging on by threat. He's kind of benefiting from all the tight ends in that range being kind of crap shoots, but yeah. What a disappointment. A healthy Darren Waller just not able to produce. Very disappointing. Yeah, I mean the Giants offense is just they without without um Andrew Thomas, it is just oh, it's it's rough brutal. for that offense. Uh who are you hiring on a tight end? Uh so I'm back on the Zach Ertz train. <laughs> uh he's my tight end nine. His ECR is tight end 13. And after week three, it looked like Trey McBride might start eating into Ertz playing time. You know, Ertz saw his route sound rate dip down to 64%. McBride's jumped up to 32%. However, in week four, Ertz grabbed that lead role right back. Uh, and his routes run rate were all the way back up to 87%. Cashed in with a six catch, 53 yard game. Uh, saw 10 targets. So he he sneaks inside my top 10. Like I said, the, the tight end position 
is a disaster right now. And Ertz is, you know, he's seeing that playing time, seeing the target. So um, as long as he's running route over 80% of Dobbs dropbacks, I, I think we can trust him as a top tight end, uh, 10 tight end this week. Yeah, he's been, he's been, you know, the Cardinals in general, looks like they're game planning. Some guys like switch, change a little from week to week. But uh, overall, yeah, it looks like Ertz is three out of every four at least. Uh, dropbacks like 75% or higher is usually going to be his route to run rate uh, every game. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, he was kind of an underrated guy when I, you know, coming into the year, I was like, well, if he's going to play from week one, I mean, <laughs> you know, tight ends don't age as like poorly as wide receivers, I guess, you know, it's, they were, it's not like they were ever using their athleticism outside of a guy like maybe Kelsey. Um, so yeah, Ertz has kind of picked up where he left off and uh, yeah, he's a, he's a top 12 tight end for me as well. It's just weird. He's holding off Trey McBride, who's one of the top tight ends in that 2022 class, um, similar to Dallas Goddard uh, in the Eagles days. But like you said, Zach Ertz, he still looks good. He's only 32, yeah. um, and the age curves are a little bit different tight ends. So he's he's playing well, so I have no reason to think he's going to like get leapfrogged by McBride now. Yeah, I mean, once you have like – like, I understand the draft pedigree, but it's like, once you see a guy in a league, it's like Jamison Williams. It's like, you can only, like, True. rely on that draft pedigree for so long. It's like, we've seen a year plus of McBride, and there's nothing to indicate that he's better than Zach Ertz. Not, he might not be bad, but he's definitely not better than Zach Ertz. Like, right. That's Who, just who's like of, a fringe Hall of Famer type of tight end, so. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, he got a, he did get a ring, right, with the Eagles. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, he for sure yeah, got so a ring. Yeah, yeah, he's he's one of those guys that could sneak in. You know, got the ring. Got, he's gonna have a ton of numbers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like he could play for five, six more years at yeah. least. So we'll see. Uh, I'm high on Higby, as you probably guessed. Nice. Uh, he's my tight end five, tight end eleven in uh, ECR. Philly's allowing the second most points to tight end. Higby's playing on 85 percent of the dropbacks. He's running a route that's one of the highest in the league among tight ends. Kelsey was at 83% last week. So that shows you just how much uh, usage Tyler Higby is getting. He's in my tight end four. Sorry. I think I said yeah. five. He's my tight end four. Uh, so yeah, I have Higby projected for four and a half catches, uh, 43 yards and uh, point about a point three touchdowns. So uh, tight ends doesn't take a lot. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah. in what I believe should be a pass heavy game script for the Rams this week, mm -hmm. uh, love Higby against philly uh who you yeah, love it was, it was oh, interesting sorry, his his achilles injury got better after he got his contract yeah um something to monitor our boy kyron williams is dealing with a hip injury oh no uh, it, it, yeah i mean he might still play it's only tuesday but if he were to miss you know th those are probably targets that probably could be going to higby so if kyron's out that could you know boost higby's project projection even more Fire up the Ronnie Rivers. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, or maybe we see Zach Evans finally, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, the fact, I, if he's been a healthy scratch the first three, four weeks, yeah, I'm not trusting McVay. We know how McVay. Yeah, I think they're, they're just he takes a stand him. on a running back, is, they're, they're just over. redshirting him this year for sure. Um, all right, who are you low on? Uh, I'm low on Dalton Schultz. Uh, he's my tight end 23 ECR has him like tight end 16. Uh, you know, he had a good week last week. He was the tight end five. He had three catches for 42 yards and a touchdown. The touchdown basically salvaged his week. Uh, but the Texans used a ton of 21 personnel last week, uh, which is a formation Schultz doesn't typically plan. Maybe that was just the game plan for the Steelers, but either way, he only finished with a 42% routes run rate. 
Um, and he's only seen a target on 13% of his routes. I, I know heading into the season, we were trying to figure out who's going to be the top target in this offense. You know, it could be Schultz, but uh, CJ Stroud has been relying on these three receivers that have been all playing incredible. I'll, I'll even admit that Robert Woods is playing well, but yep, yep. your boy Tank Dell is tearing it up. Yep. Nico's my guy, my guy the past few years, finally he broke out Nico yes. Collins. So it's these three wide, wide receivers is the passing attack. So Dalton Schultz had a good game last week, but I would not put him in your lineups this week, even as much of a disaster this tight end position is. You can't trust him. So I, I'm low on Dalton Schultz this week. Yeah, he, I mean, he, his touchdown was wasn't from Stroud, right? It was from. Uh, oh, it wasn't. Who was that? Oh, from? It, was it um, Singletary? Who? Yeah, it was, it was that two yard thing. It was a. It was a definitely a trick player. Now, now I'm curious. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the game I was watching the least. Yep, Singletary. Yeah. Oh, I was watching that game. I had Texans, and uh, I had the Texans plus three. Yeah, so six yards. Very interested in that <laughs> game. Yeah, but at a certain point, you knew that was uh, cash in. Yeah. No, I mean, I watched Stroud. How did Stroud look? Amazing. Look, phenomenal. Yeah, he, he doesn't have an offensive line still. No, it's oh, it's been. I mean, the the the, the play calling Stroud. I mean, he had one bad play that I saw where it was really TJ Watt just wrecked the play. It was like a fourth and one and he had <laughs> yeah. a man open and he just short armed it because Watt kind of got the pressure. But I mean, that's, you know, TJ Watt, you could forgive that. Yeah. Um, but no, Stroud has looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Schultz just not playing enough. Uh, just yeah. not on the field enough. Um, I'm all on George Kittle. I, you know, we I talked about this before the season, like George Kittle was the one whose target rate took a, like went down when McCaffrey came and I find it very concerning that last week Debo Samuel did not draw a target. He was like a decoy because he was hurt. And George Kittle still didn't really do much of anything. Um, so I have him tight end eight this week. And uh, he's still a top five tight end in ECR. But, um, you know, tough matchup against the the Cowboys. And, you know, he's just not getting the production. I think Debo could be, you know, back to closer to full health this week. Ayuk is just playing unreal oh, this year. He's a monster. Yeah, so uh, you know, just another one of these kind of disappointing tight ends. I don't, you know, he could have a big week any week, but last last year he really kind of saved his fantasy production with a lot of touchdowns. Which historically he hasn't been a big touchdown guy. Uh, but yeah, I thought I just thought it was kind of concerning that he hasn't really blown up too much um, this year, and, and guys have been in and out of the lineup. You know, Ayuk's missed games. Debo's been had a zero target target game so uh yeah low on Kittle that's my prop right let's go Kyle Pitts receiving yards oh god yep yep it's been a frustrating season if you uh drafted Kyle Pitts and if you still haven't traded him it's probably even more frustrating (laughs) (laughs) I am going to set his receiving yardage prop at 36 and a half well I wrote 35 and a half for the record. So (laughs) another great line. Uh, Look, he's either going to finish like 20 or 80. So (laughs) Um, uh, I'll lean under just because this is a game that they could be in a leading game strip, although the Texans are feisty. Um, So, I mean, his underlying usage is good. He's seeing targets downfield, so he might only need a couple catches to get there. But I think his... His median is a bit lower, so I'm a yard under you, so I'll go under. Okay. 
But he could. That's the Kyle Pitts experience. You know, he's going to have four. And then he'll have a big game. Everybody will be talking about how talented he is. And, you know, the season's turning around. But that's he's just a boom bust weekly option. Kind of like George Kittle is, like you mentioned. Like, as long as everybody's healthy, it's just going to be hard for him to be consistent. So he just has a wide range of outcomes, unfortunately. He's one of the more talented tight ends, but we just can't bank on him week to week. So, yeah, great line, but I'm going to go under. I mean, we say we can't bank on him week to week, but Jono Smith has caught, what, five plus passes in back back to back weeks? So it's clearly (laughs) doable. So this is Jono Smith is is who we want Kyle Pitts to be. Right. Yeah. It's it's unreal. Uh, Okay. (laughs) It's really crazy. Uh, That's going to do it for our week five NFL player projections episode of the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM. For more great fantasy content from Sean and I, be sure to check out our full. Fantasy preview episode out right now on the Fantasy Flex podcast channel. And if you're into betting, be sure to check out my weekly betting preview episode every Thursday with Stucky right here on the Action Network podcast channel. Uh, ActionNetwork.com for all of our NFL fantasy and betting content. FantasyWabs.com for our DFS tools and models. Sean's on X, formerly Twitter, at the underscore oddsmaker. I'm at Chris Raybon. We're at those same handles on a free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.